But right now on the line is the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, Corey Mace. Uh, Corey, what, do you, what are you thinking of when you see the snow bowl going on in Buffalo, a place you hung your hat for a few years in the National Football League? Oh, do you love it or what? I mean, I, I'm, I'm begging we get a game like that. I heard, uh, I heard that they're not even having uh, people sitting in their seats. It's just a fill it in as you like. Snow's flying everywhere. Crowd's going crazy. I love it, man. Uh, what's the coldest game you ever played in or coached uh, in? Yeah, no, you know, to me, I, the one I remember most was the, um, the the 2010 West Final when the Riders were in Calgary. I I thought it was cold that day, and, and J.O., I believe, was in that game. And he said, ah, it was nothing. <laughs> so, you know, I, I remember that the next day I saw my, my truck just said ice. It didn't even say how cold it was, but it was the minus – Minus 30s, minus 40s for sure. No, that was cold. I was covering that game. I was there at McMahon for that game. That was cold because I, I was uh, okay. that was Jarrell Freeman recovering the fumble when I thought it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I, I like that now, but at that time, I really wasn't a fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> uh, Corey Mace, head coach of the Rough Riders, announcing his coaching staff uh, today. Uh, let, let's get into it. A few of the ins and outs of this coaching staff. Uh, first thing. I want to ask you about is Josh Bell and J.C. Sherritt, run game, defensive run game and defensive pass game coordinators. With you as head coach and defensive coordinator, how important will these two guys be on your defensive staff? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, even title or not, those guys are extremely important. Um, but, you know, certainly uh, myself, uh, being the head coach and play caller on the defensive side, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, having to do a couple other duties and, you know, these are two guys I've worked with and, and or played with. And, you know, I, I trust tremendously and also allowing these guys to have, uh, you know, elevated roles for themselves and a little bit more responsibility on their plate as well. But, um, <clears throat> you know, talking it out, you know, with them, we had a staff, uh, staffer today, and, um, giving out the responsibilities and these guys, these guys are up for, for the challenge. And ultimately, you know, um, guys that end up, working with me, understand how I like to roll anyways. It's, it's always a team, team atmosphere for me. So I'm um, extremely excited to have both those guys on board. And certainly I, I'm hoping that the players are, are, are pleased with uh, the staff that was announced today. How, how important will a little bit of delegation be uh, for you, Corey, to take on both roles in your first year as a head coach? Yeah, that's a great question, Jamie. I think, uh, I think it is, is you just got to pick your spots and the delegating and, um, you know, on the staff, there's a lot of guys that, again, that I'm, I'm familiar with. So the trust factor is, is, is huge there. And, you know, even guys um, that I haven't had a chance to work with to this point, um, I've heard a ton about their character and who they are as, as men and who they are as coaches. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to delegate when you, when you do have that trust factor there. So uh, you're right, you know, uh, <clears throat> being able to do that and uh, still can conduct how I want to conduct it as as the head head football coach. Um, you you got to make sure you got the proper uh, guys in place, and I I really feel strongly about the people that we have. We'll stick with the defense before we move over to the cover kind of the offensive assistance. But Philip Daniels, um, what other than you know you were around Toronto with Devaris, his son, uh, what was it like to, to try to convince a, a former Super Bowl champ and Philadelphia Eagles defensive line coach to uh, be a Rough Rider defensive line coach. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, DeVaris is definitely uh, a part of the connection there. Um, you know, when DeVaris is in Calgary, 
uh, I was there as well. And, you know, Phil would come visit and just watch his son play. Um, and we, you know, naturally just got to talk and ball. And uh, we have another common friend um, named Andre Carter who uh, played with a teammate of Phil's. Um, where would that have been? With Washington. Um, and, and, you know, we, we just all continue to talk ball and keep in contact. And anytime Phil would come up and check out the Vars, you know, I'd, I'd always pick his brain or he would address, you know, the team. Um, you know, he addressed the team in Calgary. He addressed the team in Toronto. And, you know, I allow him to come, you know, check it out. It's not everybody, not every day that somebody's dad is a 15-year NFL vet, a Super Bowl mm-hmm. champ. So, yeah, you know, come sit <laughs> come sit out and sit in the meetings and stuff. Um uh, but we've we've been really close, you know, over the you know since the bars has been up in in Canada, and um, you know having that conversation with him, you know, I, I was sharing this story that he shared with us on the staffer this morning. You know, a friend of his or uh, Bob Wiley, you know, and Wiles said, "Hey, you got a Super Bowl ring? You need to go get a Grey Cup ring." And he's like, "You know what? You're right. I do because he just knows the bars and stuff." Um, he's excited, man, to to come back uh, uh, up north, and he's familiar with the game, even though he's never coached in it. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he does with that group up front. It's, uh, I mean, he's a he's a Georgia Bulldog. You know how they play. Of course, we slide over to the offensive side as we talk to head coach Corey Mace announcing his coaching staff. A few of uh, your former uh, teammates, a former coach with Toronto, of course, Edwin Harrison, offensive line, Mark Way McDaniel as receivers. Uh, two guys with deep connections with you. But how important is that to have people you trust on this staff? Yeah, I think it, it does. It, it goes a long way specifically, I think, in, you know, our inaugural staff. Um, you know, I, I, it does, It does. I think, help not only myself, but even in a position that Mueller's in and just being, you know, having people that's familiar with the system. Um, that's that's the main thing. What, what makes it, the transition as seamless as possible so it can take off? So, uh, obviously, there's some familiarity there with, uh, with you know, Quay and, and Ed, um, guys who I, I played with um, and or coached alongside. Um, and then obviously having Vitaly back certainly helps us with the transition of the guys in-house right now. And uh, multiple minds about how to keep the quarterback upright. Very important. How much uh, can scheme help an offensive line? And knowing your personnel and, and playing to your strengths, so to speak, as offensive line play has been much maligned around these parts over the last two years, especially. Yeah, I think some of it is, you know, uh, the X's and O's and just understanding of, of having protection rules, right? So, you know, I, I know certainly in the system that we'll have is, is having that. But also, I mean, it, it comes down to, to um, you know, the player and techniques, um, you know, from the offensive line standpoint, uh, specifically, if you look across the league, I think sack numbers have been up, right? So, I mean, it's not just necessarily that oh, line play is necessarily go down, but some of the D linemen are getting better as well. So we just got to make sure that we prepare ourselves, uh, not only from a physical standpoint, being able to match up against the four down or whatever, but being able to do a good job and picking up some of the blitz game that's coming at these guys. You know, there's some good coordinators across the league or defensively that you know, present challenges for the offense. So, um, you know, in the system that uh, obviously Mueller's going to implement, you know, the Calgary had always been one of those teams that wouldn't give up a lot of sacks, and uh, Toronto did a great job with it last year as well. So, you know, we're hoping to uh, have that transition over into Saskatchewan uh, coming up here in 24. Uh, Corey Mace with us here on the Green Zone. Uh, let's get to some other business. How was your uh, first go-around as a head coach at the CFL Winter Meetings in Nashville? 
Yeah, no, that was a really good experience. You know, it was, uh, it was awesome to see everybody down there from around the league and um, just understanding that, uh, you know, we're all coming together for, for the main purpose of trying to figure out ways to, you know, continue on the way we're going on the trajectory or find, you know, different solutions to, to, to make the game a progressive game as well. But if nothing else, you know, uh, the business aspect is the business aspect, but it's just really good to catch up with, you know, a bunch of old friends. Rules committee. What's going on with kickoffs, Corey? Are we going to see less kickoffs in the CFL? <laughs> you know, I don't know. We didn't vote on nothing. The things were, there's a hundred things that were presented. I can tell you that, Jamie. You know, we haven't voted on anything yet, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that ends up playing out. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, looking at our league, we've, I think we've always been progressive in, in trying new things. Um, but I, I'm certainly not going to say that that's one of them. So, uh, you know, we'll still got more talking to do about that. I'm sure around the combine, I think, is when the rules committee votes start hitting up. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put uh, strategic uh, Corey Mace uh, on the spot. After a touchdown is scored, uh, hope, uh, I know you hope it's uh, less uh, than ever before, but if it happens, touchdown scored against, are you taking the kickoff or are you putting the ball at the 40? <laughs> you know it's crazy. Uh, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, we got, we got Mario out. So that's that's you know that was one guy that we were excited to get back. Um, that could definitely get you some electricity and potentially put up points. But as a defensive coordinator, uh, from a defensive coordinator standpoint, I couldn't believe that we just accepted putting the ball at the forty. I said, "Oh man, they're about two first downs away from some points there." So I think it all has to do with how we're working. Uh, how we're working on this from the special team standpoint, man. To answer that question, which I don't know quite yet, but knowing Kent, uh, how he's going to cook it up, man, I got confidence. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the was. Was there any rookie initiation down there uh, for you, or is is that is that allowed anymore? <laughs> Did no, you have to pick up no, the tab at Tootsie's or what? No, there was no there was no haze and no haze. <laughs> they took it they took it easy on me. Thank goodness. So hopefully that continues as well through twenty four. Take it as easy as you want on us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, how much do you learn about that side of things? Uh, uh, I don't know how much you've been around as an assistant or been in those scenarios or being at the rules committee around the room, but what's it like to be there in a room with some cagey veterans and go, I got some opinions to offer on this as well. Yeah, no, I think the floor is set for, you know, if you have an opinion and voice it. And, you know, I, I certainly wasn't ignorant to the fact that it was my first time in, in that setting. And, you know, a lot of that was just, uh, you know, listening and, and understanding how the process went, you know, JL did a great job of preparing me for what to understand, uh, what to expect. Uh, excuse me, um, but you know, certainly if there was something that I had to say, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. That's just what a, <laughs> that's the whole point of all of us being there, you know. So, um, but like I said, at the end of the day, we all understand what this game is, and what I can assure, you know, CFL fans is that from every from every organization, we all love this game, and and that's really important to us. I'm just curious, a final one for you, Corey. You were on a hot vacation. We, we know that with your your family before Christmas a little bit. How many rider logos did you th- see through the airport or even on the beach? <laughs> you know what? So the first four days, my kids actually got really sick. Uh, we didn't leave the place uh, for the first four days. Um, but when we went out, uh, it was crazy. It wasn't even a, uh, a, a, a tourist. It was one of the locals. In uh, in the Bahamas, and they saw the logo, and they said, "Hey, 
Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I bet on those guys all the time. I said, well, let me get out of this conversation. <laughs> so that's what we got. We got, we got fans in the Bahamas, locals. Love it. That's awesome, Corey. Appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the uh, coaching staff. And I know uh, more news coming with the CFL free agency about a month away. Hey, I really appreciate your time, Jamie. Thank you.